Welcome to the Industry Boring Podcast. I'm Cullen Reichart, your host, and today we'll be covering almost anything related to cannabis. All right, Evan. Well, welcome to our our show, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. And I'm really glad you made it out. Uh, what was it, a week or two ago? I think two weeks ago I came yeah. down and saw your deal. Uh, yeah, two, yeah, two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I was great, man. I really enjoyed uh, the tour I got down there at... Fleur. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> I fucked that just, up yeah, again. It's all good. So you gotta it's F L E U R and it's a French name and you gotta it's actually like fur with an L, so it's Fleur. Fleur. <laughs> actually that's all right. That yeah, comes there right you off. go. You did it right Fleur. very well there. Yeah, see, see now you go. There, yeah. now you got it and you'll but, never do it wrong again. <laughs> got it. That's funny. I used to work on, on Fleur in the Navy, but it's not Fleur. No. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, well, so um, what caught my attention, I mean, obviously, you know, you guys, you and Jerry came out and visited the shop, and we had we kind of connected really well and had a great conversation and, you know, walked us through our shop, and it was kind of reciprocal to go down and see you guys, what you guys do. But um, what caught me really walking through it was, um, well, I grew, I grew up, you know, in... My, my parents were like hippies and stuff. And I, so I've always been around like organic type mm -hmm. agriculture, like composting and, 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 you know, uh, gardens and all that kind of stuff. And, um, to walk into your place and, and for the first time I've seen it in commercial production mm -hmm. to see big earth pots basically, and to see the way you guys are growing, which really I thought was just fascinating. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's been the most rewarding style of growing I've ever done. I started growing in 1986, and you know I started in soil back then. We were still using fertilizers. I've never uh, had the opportunity to do a completely organic setup before, and it's just it's been amazing. I, honestly, I mean, when you said when we we were talking about the you know basically that the mm -hmm. fertilizer, the lack thereof, really, uh, I, I was stunned I yeah. mean, because I I mean knowing what I know, which is limited but uh in the growing side of things i tried it for a while wasn't very good at it um but uh, i would never have tried without nitrogen you know what i mean like oh, for without sure. having that heavy fertilizer load and to see the plants the healthiness and just like what you guys are producing out of there and with that style it was really really impressive yeah i mean and you can get every element you need organically you just need to know this what the source is you know that's yeah. for nitrogen and as a matter of fact, we're using a lot of worms for nitrogen. Uh, we get a lot of worm castings in our soil yeah. and a lot of pill bug castings. And uh, yeah, The pill also, bugs yeah. is an interesting thing. I think, uh, <laughs> I think you guys were having a little bit of a bug battle when we came in. Um, yeah, the bug battle continues. <laughs> that, I, I don't know if that will ever stop, it'll ever cease. Well, that's kind of the magic of it too, right? I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're creating a balance, or you're not creating a balance, but you're maintaining a balance between uh, 
different levels of, of, of the soil, right? I yep. mean, you have the plants up on the top, you have the bugs that are kind of surface and then the real deep subsurface stuff, mm-hmm. and they're all doing their job, and you're kind of just kind of playing guard. <laughs> when you get it to a point, yeah, that's that's exactly what we've got set up. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I mean, you're continually feeding in certain types of insects into the, into the right. garden, and, you know, if the worm uh, population starts to decrease, you're, you know, feeding in new worms and stuff like that. But once you get to a certain point, you know, the soil is so healthy, we're just feeding it mainly just reverse osmosis weather, and that's it. That's and amazing. Yeah, it's, that's it's amazing awesome. to, to, to know. And, and, I mean, think about the the waste. Like, I used to do hydroponic and, and the, uh, you know, the wash, the, the, the basically the trash that comes out of that, mm-hmm. of the water, you know, you're like, where do you put it you know you can go bake it in the sun and then you have a bucket of salts right you know what do you right. do with that yeah but but really man that's that's heavy duty stuff yeah it's it you know you touched on something here too when when you go into a new state that is uh doing cannabis i fought the battle here because i i uh, started a company here called matrix nv and actually right here in north las vegas very close to where we are right now and when we submitted our plans to the building department, that's one of the things that we got hung up on was that they didn't want to allow us to g- allow fertilizer to go down the drains. Right. And so they wanted us to collect it. You know, think about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Think about that. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah, that was a battle. So to do what we do and to not have any sort of runoff whatsoever and to not have to fight those battles, if, you know, when we go into other states, it's just, it's awesome. It's, it's, to me, it's the future of growing, I think, especially doing it indoors because, we're already putting a pretty heavy footprint, you know, on everything as it is. And so if you can grow organically in this style, then it only takes away from that. It's, I think it's going to be something that will be more and more attractive to people as time goes on. Well, if you look at this, I mean, looking at the, the health of the plant, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that there's success to be had. Absolutely. You know, and, and the, um, you know, I've seen, I mean, I've, cause I've been in, I've been the biggest greenhouse mm-hmm. operations in the country and actually in, in, in North America. And I've been in some of the most advanced, technically advanced, you know, grows in North America. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you see all this energy and effort and this intensity and all this balance that has to happen with all of that stuff, you know, and, you, and, and to see it kind of, and I'm not saying it's simple, but to see it kind of be simplified, right. if you will, you know, and to have that kind of, uh, that whole different idea about it. Because I, I mean, we, we I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm used to organics. I'm used to that kind of the idea of growing your own vegetables and doing all that kind of stuff, and love that zero impact kind of ideal. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't really understand. People always, I've heard them say, "Oh, you can you can grow and have as big a yield with organics as with as with traditional fertilizer." And I just didn't know. And I yeah. saw it. Yeah, see we're it proving like, that wrong. And, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. In in our industry, you don't really see it. No one's really had the opportunity to prove that out especially indoors, like you said, you've been around and seen most of the grows. And I'd say over 99% of them aren't growing organically right. you know, in, this, in this style. It's, it's not something that people were doing um, in the black market. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, and so when people are starting these businesses and going to guys like me, they're, you know, they're going to guys that have been growing hydroponically for all these right. years, and they're going to bring the methods that they know. They're not going to try something new when people are throwing millions of dollars behind them to do yeah. what they know how to do. Right. So, you know, it's it's a very unique way of doing things. And, you know, like I said, it's we're proving it out that you can do it and you can get those same yields. Yeah. And I, I, I've not actually uh, had the opportunity to try the flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did try the edible, which is something else you guys do, which is freaking really cool. Yeah. Like, I 
I, you know, most people are doing really crazy kind of extracts, da da da, and then they're putting that in. And you guys kind of do butter the way mm-hmm. butter has always been done. Yeah. Yeah, that's all on Jerry. Like Jerry, <laughs> Jerry is just you know, Evergreen Organics is uh, was one of the original edible brands in the state uh, during medical marijuana. In fact, uh, they're either the first or second to come out. And yeah. um, you know, it's funny because before I was ever working with Jerry, I was buying his edibles. <laughs> yeah, you know, and they're, they've always been the best. You know, he yeah. brought in. They're partners with Wolfgang Puck, and they brought in these incredible yeah. chefs to yeah. to just formulate these ingredients. And oh my God, the stuff that they're putting out is just amazing. It's yeah. it's pretty amazing, yeah. yeah. When you look at you know a multi layered dessert mm-hmm. that is you would find exactly at Wolfgang Puck's, right? And that's uh, an edible. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the hard thing is yeah. that you know you want to eat too much of it. It's, yeah. You know, but it's it, it's really good stuff. Well, thankfully he had a stack of them that were not medicated, right. and and so I got to eat as much as I wanted. But that was pretty. Mm-hmm. That's pretty amazing. Um, but anyway, back to the butter. I mean, you guys do that the old-fashioned way. I mean, you grab basically trim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything is coming from our garden. It's it's all organic flour going into that, yeah. you know, and that's the kitchen. So that's kind of on the side. That's not something I'm involved with. Right. That's uh, pr- the production side of our business. But, yeah. yeah, we feed them all of our trim, and they make yeah. all of the edibles out of everything that we grow. Yeah. It's really cool, too. Very cool. So when did when did you get started in cannabis? Uh, legally, <laughs> so I started. I, I, think, uh, I think we're beyond. No, that. so yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> so um, I, as a kid, I was you know a sixteen-year-old kid, and um, I just really liked weed. And you know, back in the day, you would get a lot of seeds in your bag, and right, I was true. <laughs> I was somewhat smart and said, "Well, shit, if I can grow this, I don't have to pay for it anymore." And yeah. and so back in '86, I started trying to figure out how to grow it indoors because I, I lived in Delaware. And uh, that is not, not a good place to not grow cannabis. Not a good cannabis. place for New. outdoor cannabis? No, not at all. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> I ended up buying when I was 17 um, um, a thing called a Phototron. Oh, God, no yes. way. I did yeah. too. Okay. Did so, you have it? I had one in my closet. That's exactly yeah. where I had mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what got me started. Is that yeah. right? The good old Phototron I did, got me started. I, I followed the rules with the little, the, you know, pinching and doing all that. Everything. I had, I had this crazy bush girl yeah. inside, my, inside my Phototron <laughs> bubbling down. Under, yeah. <laughs> it didn't yield shit because it was under fluorescence. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 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 I mean, it, that's what the beginning of it was. Yeah. And then um, in the 90s, hilarious. when you were able to start getting. Um, the lighting out of the back of Hydro, I'm sorry, out of High Times magazines, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. That's when I really got started. I'd say probably around 92 yeah. is when I started growing indoors pretty heavily, and um, it's just never stopped. I, my first big light was uh, was not an HPS lamp. It was uh, a metal halide, I mm-hmm. think, and uh, that was the first plant that I grew that actually yeah. got anything on it. Right. And uh, we, we were so excited because at that time it was like the red hairs were the jam. Right. You know? Yeah, that's like, what everybody oh, thought TSG yeah. was yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, it was in the hairs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the that's saffron. Right. I'm like, what the? Yeah. yeah, of course, we're thankfully we're smarter than that now. Yes. But uh, that's, but that's <laughs> you remember that? Oh, that totally. Was, the more something. hairs, the higher oh, you God, get, yeah. man. It's like, it's, oh, dude, look at the red hair. <laughs> look at the hairs on that thing. <laughs> that's totally true. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, I mean, I got, I don't know when I stopped thinking that, but yeah. that lasted for a long time. It did. It lasted for quite a while. That's so funny. Um, and that was the, that was the qualifier. That was so interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, the Phototron, that's a great, that's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. I remember when I ordered that thing, I was so excited. I got it in and did the whole thing and, and, um, yeah, it wasn't. No, it's like that guy said, sold a lot of Phototron. Yeah. Oh no. Yes, he did. He, he still make them, or yeah. there's somebody still somebody is. Still They're still them. out there. <laughs> I know when I started looking for money for my company, I was at a um, um, 
a, a, one of those ra money raising events, mm -hmm. uh, specifically around cannabis. And, um, and one of the guys, one, a young man there had developed basically a phototron on steroids, right? Okay. Like this is a box, it's like four feet high. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, waters, right. you know, Doing it perfect, all. like the whole, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's a phototron. <laughs> Dude, I've, I've saw the exact same thing. And he, and he looked at me and he's like, what's that? You know, I'm like, oh, it's, I get it. It's, I'm old. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> we see eye to eye. Yeah, it's pretty funny though. <laughs> Um, yeah, I never, I mean, so I tried, I mean, I did try growing. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually was in my house. My dad did. That's what he got me into it. Um, he was good. Like my dad was getting two pounds out of 600 watt lamps nice. per lamp. Yeah. Wow. He was, he was really good. He had a great strain. I mean, we had mm -hmm. a, we had a sour diesel that was the best money, money, Yeah, you know, super high yields and like 25% at the time, which was knock you down. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So anyway, that's what I got into. So it was simple. I was like, oh, okay, I can do this, you know, but um, it really quickly became something that took a lot more energy mm -hmm. than I was prepared for. And, right. You know. Oh, dude, it's a full-time job. Yeah. I, blew, I mean, I blew it up. I had 2,000 yeah. square feet in a, in a building. I found somebody that I had oh, a collective. A I did yeah. all my California legal stuff and mm -hmm. it just ran me to death, man. <laughs> it just was so much work. And I was like, oh my God, this is, I was trying to do like three separate, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. No, that's, yeah. that's a shitload of work. Yeah. Just the a bedroom's a shitload of work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm, and sometimes when it went really well, it was fucking magic. But most of the time you were just battling one thing or another. Right. And I just, I was just not, I was so much better with mechanics. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, growing uh, hydroponically, you're always going to fight those battles. And that's the yeah. thing about growing organically is that, you know, we don't have to fight those battles. Um, once we've built up the population of beneficial insects and, you know, the beneficial bacteria that we have in that garden, it's just, it thrives. Yeah. You don't ever see those issues. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, so. That, that's, that is interesting because there's that buffer mm -hmm. and we, we, you know, soils that buffer period right. because it gives you, you know, you, you, you can't have that moment where you just fucked it all up. <laughs> right. Yeah. But with hydro, you can have that moment in a, in a, in a second, in a second. Yeah. yeah. And that's, uh, that's pretty devastating, but, um, very you know, much so obviously it doesn't happen as much with these guys in their, in the tech and, mm -hmm. and the controls, but still you're at the mercy of a bad feed. Absolutely. You know, it'd be wipe you out. Right. Or no good. feed or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, or like, no feed. Right. right. Yeah. And with us, it's like, you know, we're, uh, yeah, with Rockwool, for example, I was feeding six times a day. Yeah. You know, here we feed twice or once every two days. Yeah. You know, and that's at the most. <laughs> that's astounding to me. Yeah, that awesome? And, yeah, it's yeah. astounding because I'm looking at the plants and um, one of the things I've noticed about growing, because I see a lot of different places, is a lot of guys' lights are much higher mm -hmm. off the canopies now. And, and they're, they've got more lights, but they're higher. Right. And they're getting, but they're getting better, you know, penetration through the canopy. Not, no, man, we were putting our, you know, like 13 inches, man, like yeah. to plant canopy yep. thing. You know, that's where we were at back when I was doing it. Growing but, with lenses too, though. Yeah. Right. You know, under the lamp, you probably had a lens with an air-cooled light, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, back then, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. you'd have, you'd have, you'd chain them, chain them together. Of course. Air through them and, you know, it, it was bad, bad juju. But anyway. <laughs> People still do it that way. They still do, I'm sure they do. <laughs> and I remember when the first, uh, the first uh, uh, water-cooled lamps came, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I was like, ooh, that's got to be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, the point is, like, the, this whole moving it up top and way up there is really, I just never even conceived of it. But, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. But to see that, that there's not, you know, you guys are pretty similar. You have your lights are pretty high. Yep. Um, you know, and you're not, you're not blasting. It's like you're not 
turbocharging. You're just growing really strong, healthy plants. Correct. Yeah, and we're just shooting for a certain par level that the plants have to hit by the time they're finishing. Uh, the light's measured in the U-Malls, and so we're trying to hit a par level somewhere between 800 and 1,000 U-Malls, which yeah, it's, in lighting jargon, or jargon, that's what yeah. it is. But then, you know, there's actual science behind it. And it's actually, there's meters that you can put under your lights and to figure this stuff out. Yeah. And the majority of the lights coming out now, you know, it's funny, these light manufacturers, you know, back in the day when we were, when I was building out a place back in 2014, you know, we all thought that you had to be, have moving lights. Like that's the way to do it now, yeah. moving lights. And no, like we went to PL, which was one of the biggest light mm -hmm. manufacturers in the, yeah. in the country or in the world. And they said, they laughed at us when we said that. And they said, no, 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 you want your plants to grow in to the par level that you need them to grow into. You don't yeah. want your plants getting killed the entire time they're growing at an 800 to 1,000 par level. You want them to start off, you know, 300, yeah. gradually get into 500. By the time they're finishing, they're finishing in that 800 to 1,000. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Those PLs, uh, my, those were the light, lights that my dad had. And we, we those 600 watt PLs mm -hmm. were the best. And that's the way they grow. I mean, that's how they grow food. Yep. And, oh. uh, you know, uh, in a lot of places yeah. under those those kind of lights so that exactly right i, it's, I have a good a yeah style. i have a good story about pl pl actually we wanted to bring them into the space they weren't selling into the cannabis space back in 2014 they had really just gotten started there was one company in the united states that was selling that light yeah in the united states and we were one of the first companies to bring them in uh, i had a direct relationship with them but they were in uh, they're in over 65% uh, of indoor agriculture outside of cannabis yeah and so they just didn't even want to touch the industry they didn't need to yeah why would you yeah, I exactly. mean, you, you know, know cannabis is a is a small drop right. in the bucket that's why gavita gavita did so well is because mm -hmm. uh, some of the executives from pl went over were i believe started gavita or went over to gavita or something yeah. like that so they they brought that technology and that know-how over to gavita yeah and that's they they blew up pretty quickly and i think but, gavita just went straight to can like that was it went hard after cannabis. yeah totally yeah. focused solely on cannabis yeah. and it's a great i mean it's a great product but mm -hmm. I, I think uh like the know-how and the like the the, the plant growing know-how of pl was the difference yeah, like totally i remember colorado going to colorado when i was just started selling equipment mm -hmm. and going to colorado and seeing colorado's approach because I, I was traveling travel i was selling vacuum cleaners well trimmers but you know what i mean like knocking on doors and meeting all these people doing it all different ways and i remember that moment of in colorado watching guys had changed the way that i that people were thinking about you know uh cannabis mm -hmm. because they were doing this you know continuous perpetual turn you know you're, you you move out of veg and you go into uh your flower room and they were there you're doing 12 12 lights mm -hmm. every day mm -hmm. and it's like this whole concept of this massive moving kind of machine around cannabis um the mechanizing of the actual growing right right which is i think is probably not the best way to do it but because you you know they're, they're pulling it no matter whether it's ripe or not and we all know cannabis doesn't do that you yeah know? yeah <laughs> but, but um, what I was trying to get to is like that that whole the whole kind of that approach that bring technology in and bringing all the science in, mm -hmm. and they weren't looking to the people who grow food, right? You know, and that's astounding to me because here's that company, here's PL mm -hmm. doing like. We could show you how to do this the right way. Right. If you just doing ask. It forever. We've been doing it forever. We grow <laughs> the best food in the world, as a matter of fact. You've probably eaten some. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Definitely have. You yeah. know? And that's, it's just interesting. The whole concept was different, um, uh, you know, to, to kind of go. But cannabis really quickly jumped through that stage, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, and now you're seeing this wonderful hybrid stuff with the, with the, with the uh, um, greenhouses and supplemental lights and 
Absolutely. Which I think is great. Yeah, and it's only going to grow more and more. Now a state like New York falls, you know, once Texas falls, oh my God. Yeah. You're going to see some really big companies get into this more and more. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah and awesome. that's, what, that's what's happening, right? The big boys are coming in. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what happens to us. Yeah. <laughs> Carve out our little niche, you get our little thing going, and then the big boys come along and go, thank you very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Oh. Well, yeah, we'll do Hopefully that. they thank us correctly. Right, right. That's the, right. That's the hope, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. Well, that's yet to be determined. Yeah, but, uh, very much so. But, um, yeah, so I think that that's so old cannabis watching it and watching the outdoor thing and, and seeing all the different amalgamations of it. And still people are growing the same plant yep. and, the, you know, still still cannabis, man. It's still cannabis. Still cannabis. Genetics so, are, you know, but that's that's something also that people come into the industry and make mistakes over is, you know, they come in and they think, oh, I'm just going to grow weed and we're going to do very well. Yeah. And, you know, now... It's not back in the day where we thought red hairs were what made yeah. things yeah. potent. You know, now there's so much science behind it and so many different strains. And, yeah. you know, there are connoisseurs upon connoisseurs out there now. And, yeah. and so you but really you know, have to be on real, top of it. There's a real, you do, but there's a battle there too, because mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's a brand battle, right? That, and that's that recognition, yeah. right? You know, um, that, that one strain or your set of strains and that, you know, you can get caught there too, right? you want to find the better, the better, uh, and kind of go down that road. But uh, the consumer is going to be like, man, that X brand of whatever Mm -hmm. is my favorite. And that's what they want. You know, we're still a McDonald's culture. It's getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I agree with that. I think it's going to quickly get out of that because what we're seeing here is, you know, and I'm not going to name names, but we're seeing certain brands come into the state and you know so how this works now is the they set up licensing deals say i have a brand that's yeah. you know I'm, I'm a rapper and i have a brand and it's very popular and i want to bring my brand to a different state i have to do a licensing deal because i don't have a license in that state so i go to a guy that grows yeah well everybody grows differently you know yeah. and unless you can get in with a group that's in every single state that's going to grow your brand yeah. you're going to be inconsistent in each single state that you go to and that's what we're seeing here in las vegas certain brands come here they're very popular in other areas outside yeah. of the state and then they come here and their flower is just different and yeah. that consumer gets that and they say what the heck wait a minute and yeah. that, that can hurt a brand it can absolutely hurt a brand i think and that's that's a risk mm-hmm. but we, and we talk about this from the equipment side, like, you know, <clears throat> once once you're done growing it and you should go to processing, you need that consistency there too. You need, you need to have that recognition. So you're, you're branding, you're marketing, but your preparation, the way you trim, the way you manage the flower, the way that you dry, the way that you do whatever, That's right. those things have to be consistent as well. Absolutely. Because that becomes a part of the brand and the recognition mm-hmm. of your of your consumer. And that's a problem, yep. right? So you, you have to have that, that kind of, through the whole pipeline, that consistency. And, um, you know, you don't want it to go to the level of uh, fast food, mm-hmm. but the consumers demand some of that. You know, they really do demand. Right. You know? It's interesting you said fast food because you were just making me think of that movie franchise, um, yeah. uh, the one movie about McDonald's, yeah. uh, the founders of McDonald's, and they didn't want to branch out. They had they had their niche. They had it down. Perfect system. They nailed it. Exactly. <laughs> and they knew if they brought it outside of there, it would get, you know, get, could get hurt. Yeah. And so that's, you're exactly right. And with cannabis, it's way more complicated making hamburgers. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> so, it is. Yeah, and way more complicated. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that is definitely an issue. And that's why I think that, 
you know, the, the people that go slow and steady that in this are the ones doing it right. You see so many people that are just trying to just take over the world right now. You don't see that from a cultivation aspect, though. Right. You see right. it from the retail side yeah. more so. I, I haven't really seen any grow out there that's just like, you know, like I said, it's just brand names, but yeah. there's not really any grower that's really dominating this right now. No, I, yeah. that's, that, that's, that is true. I think um, the guys that are making the big brand plays are doing just that. They're making yeah. a big brand play. And um, uh, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that, but it is a consolidation move, you know. And you see that, you know, they're 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 buying up territory, mm -hmm. and you know, this is this is America. This is what right. we do, man. We, That's right. You know, <laughs> this is how we do it. Um, but it's interesting to watch that consolidation, and then you wonder, you know, does that what's going to really happen mm -hmm. with that brand? Is that really going to still be, you know, you know, right now it's very much brand centric not right. not product centric right? right so it's the the swag and the experience and the marketing and and all these other things that surround it you know you guess who I'm talking about man <laughs> you know the, the <laughs> how do you have a national brand when you can grow, can't grow cannabis nationally right right but right. there's a couple of them uh, but you know but that, that that's a brand play mm -hmm. right and that's a really interesting play and a good play it's just a different Different, different play, and I don't know how it's gonna, how it's ultimately gonna finish. But when you, when you start to see, um, <clears throat> for instance, in beer, you know, because beer you can ship everywhere, but you know, yep. you get, you get uh, an 805, my favorite beer, right? Great beer, uh, just takes off, <laughs> catches fire, goes everywhere. That beer tastes the same today as when I tried it the first time, right. you know. And that's a different, that's a different. You know, focus right mm -hmm. that brand is tied to that flavor mm -hmm. right that name i don't i mean the brewery i barely know their name i, I know who they are but you know what i mean it's it's the it's the 805 is my that's what i remember right right but that flavor that that whole experience is that thing that that ties me to that brand and that's not what's happening here because no. they don't have that you can't do it yeah can't, you can't do, do it. it there's no interstate commerce <laughs> yeah you know so yeah. it's state by state state man. by state and it, and and until you can isolate things completely, you know, and create the same exact environment, which you can't. Right. You know, they try, but it's tough. It's really tough. That's and that's what I would love to be able to do as a cultivator is to kind of just go to state to state slowly, but surely, and bring what we're doing because yeah. we've, like you said, managed to simplify it to a certain degree. Yeah. There, we can take we can make this a cookie cutter type of franchise sure. right whereas if when you're growing in the other methods like you said it's it's an exact science and you really got to be on top of it if yeah. your ec is off if your ph is off if you don't have a guy that cares about that place and is there like practically 24 7 yeah it's not going to succeed well and, there's so many <clears throat> pieces that that are you know we, we tend to think when we have a little tiny piece of environment like a grow room mm -hmm. that if you do that somewhere else that's going to be the same and and you know the elevation where that grow room is a big deal the, yeah the relative humidity around the outside huge the amount of you know moisture you get per year even mm -hmm. though you're in an isolated space has a great effect on it absolutely the water the minerals in your water if you're not cleaning it out completely i mean it's just it just compounds and compounds and Absolutely. you know like it, so the bigger the bigger the buffer you can make like mm -hmm. your system would be i think more ideal because again you can create a system that creates a lot of buffer and creates a lot of consistency right you know just based on the system exactly you know and i don't think that's as easy to do outside of that no i i i can tell you firsthand it's not yeah. you know, i've done it i've done all all the styles and you know i've been I have the luxury of having started a company 
doing that method of growing and my partners at that company were the owners of General Hydroponics and the owners of Scott's Miracle Grow. So I've you know, yeah. I've gone down the road of, of growing with fertilizers and yeah. I can tell you I've fought all the battles and this is just once you get to a certain point, it's so much easier. It's yeah. just so much easier. And getting to that point isn't really all that hard. No, you know? I mean, you had, to, you had to untangle some some uh, messes when you got in there, I right. know. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's that's kind of how business is. I, I think that the experience, and I don't know how much you want to share about what, um, you know, what Jerry and, and, and you guys went, what you went through and mm-hmm. kind of the history. But, I mean, needless to say, there, were, there was a lot of confusion coming into the space. And when you got involved, you had to untangle a lot to kind of get it kind of right but this is not an uncommon story right like I hear this a lot from different people who get involved they got a guy this guy's gonna get them to the gold you know to the final mm-hmm. line and finish everything out and it doesn't work out and they're millions of dollars in and everything is not kind of functioning mm-hmm. it's dysfunctional and then you know they're they're in a real bind you know a guy like you know the owner is like Dude, I'm kind of fucked <laughs> right now. This is this is not working out like I had expected. You know, there's supposed to be money here, uh, not money continuously flowing out. But I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that you went through that. Oh with, yeah. With with Jerry. Oh yeah. Coming into yeah. that space. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, we, we were. Uh, there was a business that wasn't doing very well when I took it over. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, that's they were putting out 100 pounds a month out of a facility that, you know, they're they needed to be putting out a minimum of, I'd say, 200 pounds a month to really just cover the bills. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah there's a lot of challenges that I walked into, but, you know, we're, we've definitely overcome those in a, in a short span of time. It's been about a year. It'll be two years this June. Yeah. Two years this June since yeah. I've taken it. It's over. beautiful, man. It's really, really <clears throat> stunning. Thank I, you. I, yeah, absolutely, man. I, I, I was really taken aback by uh, that whole ex- experience because I'm very, very used to kind of the, the um, you know, the commercial approach. Mm-hmm. And it has a really solid feel mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel commercial. You know, right. I know it can produce at that level, but it just doesn't feel like... Uh, it feels mom and pop yeah, almost. Almost, yeah. 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 But I mean, more than that, I mean, it's like, yeah. going, to a, it's like going to a restaurant where, you know, the person cooking is the person who started that thing. Right, right. You know, yeah. and you're looking at them and you're going, you know that food's going to be good because mm-hmm. they've been doing it for 40 years. Right. You know, um, that's the, that's kind of the feel of it, kind of that really, like, engaged kind of kind of feel. Yeah, I've, you know? yeah. I've been fortunate to surround myself with a lot of smart people, too. And, you know, and that's part of the reason for the success. I, you know, I can't take the credit all to myself. To, you know, we've I've brought a guy by the name of uh, Nate Whedon in. Uh, he was... Uh, working at a lab here in Las Vegas. Uh, but I had been wanting to work with Nate for years and years, and he was the best solventless extraction guy I had ever met in the black market side of things you know, oh, yeah. back in the day. And But he was also, um, he has a degree from UNLV. He's a science major, and he had been studying living soil. So when nice. I had this opportunity, he and I had already planned on working together, um, producing some rosin for Jerry. Yeah. And when this opportunity came up, I, you know, brought it to him and he's like, oh, hell yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's, it's been a great working relationship and a friendship ever since then, yeah. since, you know, with he and I. And then, you know, the other guy that I was speaking about earlier, uh, who's the grow manager, a guy named uh, Sven Blum, he's been outstanding as well. You know, he, yeah. he understood the building and understood the operation and when i came in you know he just 
needed the tools to succeed, you know, yeah. and that's, he was just one of those guys who just needed guidance and the right tools to succeed. And it's been a great working relationship and friendship as well there too. That's great. Yeah. It's yeah, been so, awesome. It's, um, I almost said awesome again. You know, Lance, <laughs> but Lance has, a, he always says, uh, aces in their places, right? Mm -hmm, that's right. And it's just, you know, and I, I love Lance because he's always got those little uh, one-liners, but dude, they're brilliant. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, and that's, that's good. And it's really just that. It's like recognizing people's talents and their abilities and then going, how do I, how do I grow that? Yep. You know, how do I nourish that? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, sometimes you're, you're pruning, you know, and sometimes you're feeding and sometimes you're just watching, right. you know, right. but, but getting people, I, that's my, that's the biggest challenge for me in this company right now is, and well, it has been for a while is keeping that, you know, that, that freshness and keeping good people in the right mm -hmm. place. They need to be in the right place. Same for me. You know, I think that's probably any company is going to yeah. fight those battles too. It's maybe not a battle, but yeah. Have it's those, a battle. Yeah, yeah. It's just a battle. It's fair. <laughs> okay. Know? It's a battle. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people die. <laughs> that I mean. was the thing when I said, you know, when I, and I'm not saying this about the guys I just talked about, but yeah. one thing I didn't really anticipate when I started running a business was the amount of just, you know, how, um, it's it's almost like you're babysitting in a lot of ways too. Sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah. but you you get really involved with all of your employees and their lives, and you know, yeah. every one of those lives matters to you. It's yeah. it's it's a very unique experience being it's in charge of something like this. Very unique experience, and and you know, you I've all I've ever since we started growing and really started moving, it's always been that kind of. Now I'm not detailed. I don't know everybody's detail and personal and emotional, but I still have a very great commitment. Like. Mm -hmm. This is my responsibility. You know, my responsibility as a business owner is to keep this commitment to mm -hmm. these people going, right? And, right? and so, when that's falling off or failing in one way or another, I'm the guy who carries it. You know, and when it's succeeding, you know, they get to get they get to hear about right. it, right? right. You know, exactly. Right. Just like it's 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 a yeah, it's a challenge, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking challenge. It's lonely at the top, as they it say. It is. It <laughs> is. You know. And and the perspective here is so different. When you're there, it, it's uh, I remember you know I came up through corporate, and um, I remember all the questions I had, right? Mm -hmm. um, I know all the answers to those questions now, and right, <laughs> you know, uh, it's fucking crazy, man. But you you have this whole different understanding of what's needed and what you have to have and how things have to work, and um, you know when you're new in business you don't have all the answers and all those kind of things and sometimes those 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 lessons suck yeah but, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah but the hiring and firing of people is difficult i find that to be very challenging that's the worst part of the job i think yeah for me definitely yeah, yeah. it's tough man i'm I've getting better at it mm -hmm. i'm getting better at getting uh at getting people out sooner um, Same here. You know, I'm getting better at not hiring people that I'm going to have to fire. And there you go. <laughs> right. So I, I try and do the pre-firing pre <laughs> by hiring well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So, but you, <laughs> I had this guy come in. Uh, he was he was courting me. You know, just like I'm like, oh, okay, he's got experience, done a, you know, grown a business, sold a business, at, at, you know, done done well, and. I'm like, oh, this is somebody I could, you know, lean on and could be helpful for some of the things I'm not quite understanding. Mm -hmm. no. mm. Bad call. Yeah. Yeah. Just turned out to be a big nothing burger <sighs> and I wasted a lot of time. Um, you know, uh, 
Yeah, you I've know? made some pretty bad <laughs> hires too. You just look at it, you're like, what the? <laughs> you know, there's moments that these people they they always give themselves away. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you have you like everything seems to be kind of on point, and then they'll say something, and, you, and you're so caught off guard, you can't believe that they just said that thing to you, and you go, <laughs> you need to work somewhere else. <laughs> it's really obvious to me right now. <laughs> You know, you're stuck, you know. Uh-huh. You fucking, that's, it's like the, ah. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I got to figure out how to get out of this deal right now. What the fuck is going on? This guy, he just killed me. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think that's I think that's very interesting, uh, you know, because people will tell you whatever the fuck they want. That's know? right. They'll, they'll, they'll blow the biggest smoke ring right in your butt and, and, and tell you the best story, and you fall in love. You're like, yeah. oh, this, is gonna, this guy's going to, and it's just like, Especially when money's involved. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And then, and then, you know, we we try to bring people, we try to bring people up from from within, you know. Too, Mm -hmm. we I was talking to um, uh, Jordan. I had her on, and uh, she does my process. um, She's my process manager. She's brilliant with people. But um, we were talking about that kind of internal promotion. And taking a taking a rock star, somebody who really ex- excels mm-hmm. at their job, and going, ooh man, that might make a good manager. Maybe I should move them up. <laughs> a lot of times you kill them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like it's unfortunate, but you're like, wow, this guy was so great here, and then you move them over here, and they're dying, and 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 you're trying to figure it out, and it, it just that's a, that's a bad. It's tough, but you got to give the people the opportunity. You know? I think so. And, yeah, I, I, I do. I agree. I never feel bad about something like that. I've definitely experienced that many times, and I never feel bad about it. It's just like you know, it is what it is. A lot it of times, I'm is. able to. I've been fortunate where I've been able to move them back into the old position they were once in. Yeah. That, so that makes it a little bit easier when we, you do we, that. We usually don't have that space, yeah. that luxury, because there's there's continuous movement through mm-hmm. that through the through the ranks, if you will. Um, but, um, I have had one guy that I, you know, obviously he was just like completely over his head and it wasn't working out. And I said, uh, listen, this is the choice. I can let you go or I can give you your old job back. I take my old job back. I'll do that. I'm like, okay. He was happy as yeah. a clam. And then yeah. I had another guy. I'm like, dude, I, I, this is, you know, we talked about doing this. I brought you up. It, we're doing six months and we're at the end of six months and this isn't your thing, man. Oh, I can't go back. I'm like, okay, but you can't stay here. So, you know, yeah. oh, I can't go back. I said, why not? Well, they'll laugh at me. You know, <laughs> I'm like, dude, they respect uh, you. Those are yeah. people, you know, you just, you're just not cut out to do the work that needs to be done right here. Right. You know, you're still, uh, still going to have the same team. Do you know who won't laugh at you? The bank teller when you're cashing yeah, your check. Right. Yeah, not going to laugh at all. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people get caught up on shit, stupid shit, man. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's kind of one of the hard parts, though. Hiring and firing, very and much so. difficult. Yeah, get emotionally connected, or not even emotional. It's just emotional. Period. It's yeah. just a connection. Period. You know, humans. Yeah, yeah. we're all humans. We yeah. all want to see each other succeed, and you know, to some extent, you want to, yeah. you know, you want to see the best for people. That's right. You know, um, most of us that way. I think yeah, that way anyway. I think so too. Most. <laughs> um, I'm hard on my young guys, um, but they're the guys that. My, my, oh, they, they need it. Yeah, they need it. They're the ones that need it. They <laughs> get, right. they get, they get beat down a little. These bit. millennials and whatever the generations before millennials, I can yeah. tell you, man, <laughs> it's crazy craziness. Pressure on. <laughs> There's Jack chiming in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Poor Jack's been sitting here listening to this yeah, the whole time. He's just suffering. His mic doesn't work, so don't worry about it. <laughs> 
but uh, yeah, so I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, we I came out to Vegas two years ago uh, from San Diego, and uh, my wife really had she'd been here for twenty years, and she was really encouraging me. She's like, you know, the work ethic is better. You know, it's a, it's a better work, you know, working class right. uh, than than you're gonna find in, in California, and um, she was right. To some extent, mm-hmm. you know, and and so for the most part, we've done very very well out yeah. here. You know, we've had to we've had to get through a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because when a new company comes in, the first people you get are, uh, you know, not, yep. the, not necessarily at the top of the, the pile. Um, but as you start to kind of go through, you start to find these build your team, build your team, man, yep. and you start finding these gems, and you just you know. Some, sometimes people just shock you. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, man. How did I, how did I get that lucky? <laughs> yeah. I've been here since 2001. And when I moved here, you know, I, I was a bartender on the, str- when I moved out here, I moved out here to be a bartender on the strip. Is that uh, right? Yeah. I was with a company called Kahunaville. They started in Delaware. That's where I'm from. And, uh, we opened up a place in Treasure Island. Nice. And when I moved out here, you know, yeah, it was a great gig. I had 15 years. It was awesome. It was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, at that time, uh, yeah, yeah, Vegas, great, a bartender but, in Vegas. Oh my God. So yeah, when I moved here, yeah. uh, like everybody had two jobs, you know, yeah. everybody, the yep. workforce here, everybody was killing it. Everybody, everybody I worked with owned homes, you know, yeah. so everybody was doing really well. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so That's what Vegas had, had, she's, she's always had two or, I'm yeah. like, how do you like two or three jobs? I'm, I'm a crazy. one job guy. I mean, I bury myself here. But I can't even imagine doing yeah. two. But everybody this was town doing is two. filled with workaholics. Yeah, is, yeah I guess was really I'm, I'm getting that. Is, <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so now those jobs really aren't there anymore. So you know, yeah. there's going to be a lot of good people out there looking yeah. for work. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, mean, I got for, I got uh, fortunate. I think I picked up some good people from the from the uh, show industry because mm-hmm. that shut down for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of one of the guys that that's works for me used to do the kind of the uh, uh, support stuff, like you know the heavy support stuff behind the scenes show stuff. You know, he's, you know, rigging and all kinds of other stuff. But he's brilliant. Nice. Brilliant. Great guy. Never would have got that guy if that hadn't happened. And right. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna keep him and I'm gonna figure out any way I can to keep him because I love the guy. You know, you find people you got like great that, staff. You know, yeah. yeah, some there's some characters out there. Yeah. Like I got uh, my my tech support guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy's he's character. That's an interesting guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the guy that showed me all of your uh, your Got all the equipment out there. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, just all the stuff that cuts up all the steel. All the machines, yeah. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You probably talked to Eric. That's my. That's who it was. Yeah, my. uh, He's the engineering team. He's brilliant. Team lead. Yeah, he's fucking really smart guy. He came actually out of the same. Um, I found him uh, because basically the strip shut, Mm. you know. Okay. Uh, He was doing doing some of that work too. See, there you go. He brought in this other guy, but yeah, no, he's great. I love him. Um, he's getting a little bit of razzing right now from me, but um, <laughs> he's, he's thick. He'll get over it. Uh, he likes V-necks. He likes V-necks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, kind of, he's kind of a superhero guy. He's, got, he, he's well-built, and, and, and mm-hmm. he's just the nicest guy. He's a nice guy, but it, we bust him on his V-neck. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how life is. This nerdy V-neck. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. That's what it is. Super, super good guy. That's okay. That's what friends are for. That's right. That's right. If you, <laughs> hey, look, if you're not going to call your guys out, right? That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. You're not being honest with that's each right. other. That's right. You got to be a little bit, right? That's you're right. Like, Dude, don't, don't wear that. No, I want my <laughs> friends telling me my flaws. Or yeah. what. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how it always was when, when we were growing up, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a nonstop bus. Yeah, it's called busting each other's balls. balls. That's it. That's nonstop, it. man. Always. And now, now, it's, I, now I get 
under people's skin a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I have to back up. <laughs> people seem to be a Sorry. little more sensitive these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know bit, what happened, yeah, but yeah. Happened. Happened. <laughs> Oh, Can't say you, anything anymore. When you show up at work, you gotta have fun, man. Yeah, you should have fun. You should have fun. Why? Yeah. Why be here if you're not? That's it. Yeah. That's you know. That's at Florida. Same thing. You know, we just have a lot of fun. Every yeah. you know, everybody that we have at that place is super passionate about what we do about yeah. cannabis, and uh, they just you know they it. We've built. I'd like to say a family out there. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. what you have I mean, to do the, for when you walk business. in the door. You you can feel it. The vibe is super super chill. And, and, you know, has that quiet intensity about it because, you know, shit's getting done. Yep, and, exactly. And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't pay a ton of attention to everybody that I saw, but I didn't see anybody fucking off, Mm-mm. you know, slacking in the corners. Right. And, and we've, we have, I've been through those guys. We actually just got rid of a couple guys that were like that and just, you just finally have enough, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it happens, man, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, you know, you should enjoy it. You're giving me eight hours of your day. You got another eight hours that belong to you, and then you're gonna sleep for eight. So, yeah, exactly. I get thirty percent of your time. I, you should enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, having come from the other side of it, on the blue collar side of it, you know, not running a business side, I treat them the way I would would have, would have always wanted to be treated. And, right. You know, and that's the way I think all businesses should be run. You know, when you treat your employees well. Yeah. The end product is going to be really Man, good. Man, do you ever see those old pictures or, or movies of the guys like when like accountants used to be like school kids at desks? Mm-hmm. They weren't kids; they were adults at desks. And the guy would walk down with oh, the yeah. oh yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? Can you imagine working? No. Right? We have we are so spoiled here. Like we are so spoiled here. Like we get to choose what we want to do yeah. and who we want to do it for. Like that's most awesome. of the yeah, world doesn't great. have that option. That's either true. one of those options. Right, right. It's it's amazing how good we have it here. I agree. Oh, yeah. No, I'm just I'm I'm very happy to live in the United States. Always yeah. have, <laughs> always have. Yeah. No matter as crazy what's going as it on, gets. Yeah. As no crazy matter what's gets. going on, I I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Yeah. And me here either. in Las Vegas too. I mean, that's I've been a lot of places and I love it here. Yeah. And for me, the weather here, the climate, just you know, the fact that I can play golf year round here. It's just, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. That's it's great. I was going to bring up the golf thing next because uh, we 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 have a we have to go. Okay. So we're going to go, but um, uh, the golf is one of the most unbelievably frustrating and humbling experiences, and I use that all the time mm-hmm. to remind myself that I'm just. A guy. And, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. And, and I'm really not very good right. at, at some things, so I just need to I need to remember that. Because, I mean, life is full of all these opportunities to be an asshole mm-hmm. and to really get your head full of, you know, wrong ideas. Right. You know, and think you're better or more than you are, and then you walk around and, and, and you know, you can run into trouble that way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important. So I, I play golf to remind myself <laughs> of how... How just bad I am sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay humble. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah it. That's, that's it. Just to give that moment. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's stay. one of the more frustrating things you can do with your time. Right. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah, but you get all this free time. You're like, okay, I'm taking a day to go frustrate the shit out of right. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Probably take years <laughs> off my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's true. Yeah. But I do it, and I gladly I do it every. I, I do it every day, probably. You see, that's my issue is I'm obsessive, and so like with golf. You yeah. Know, uh, before I started Matrix, I was very, very into golf. I had got myself under eighty pretty consistently, nice. and I was playing very well. And then I started a company, and golf just went out the window. Just goes away. Literally, didn't play for six years. Yeah. Six years. So, 
uh, with COVID and not being able to see my mom who lives here in Vegas, I said, well, you know, and she's a golfer. And we said, well, let's start going golfing. And so I got back into it. And now I'm obsessed again. Yeah. And so now I got to get good again. So <laughs> it's, it's again in there taking lessons and just completely obsessed with it. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Let's see where I can get. Yeah. Right now I'm at that just incredibly frustrating part of it where, you know, just yeah. I go out there and I just get pissed every time I play. If I if I can <laughs> keep myself within myself, you uh-huh. know, I, I do very well. Yeah. And and I, I watched this the best video on, on golf I ever I've ever watched was this was this guy and he was with a pro and he's like, What's the difference between an amateur and a pro? And it, and he's like, Well, as a pro I know that I'm going to play, and if I'm going to make a mistake, I'd rather it be this direction because mm-hmm. I know that there's a space over here I might end up in. So I'm going to favor that direction. Right. As an amateur, you're aiming for perfection all the time. And pros, that's not what they do. No. They go shot. Right. Oh, I need to be over here for the next one. Mm-hmm. And they play into the position to be ready for that putt out. Right. Where amateurs are like... Fuck! I gotta get a hole in one, man. Right. It's a very good way of looking at it. You know, and, you know actually, that's when my game started improving. That's what I started doing. Was okay. Well, you know, when I miss, I miss over here. Yeah. And that's okay. So, you know, I set up shots. Yeah. Basically, planning on a, a possible miss, hoping for the best. But you know, yeah. if the worst happens, I'm still going to be in good shape. Yeah. That's key to that game. You know, it's, it, it's, it is because yeah. then you you actually. Because if you look at the whole setup of the game, mm-hmm. it's designed to be a scratch, right? right? It's designed to play par, right? Right. So, That's right. why am I not playing par? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a totally different conversation. But but the you know but that's it. It's just it's getting outside of that 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 crazy control moment and just flowing with it. Because some of the best holes I've had have mm-hmm. started or had a really bad shot in the hole right and you're just like oh my god i can't even believe it I, this is this whole hole's fucked i can't even believe it. and you walk up on the ball and you're like that uh-huh. <laughs> that's not so bad right yeah right <laughs> and then you, th- you flop one right up on the green you're like ah I, i'm not i'm doing all right that's right i'm doing all right yeah <laughs> all right god. i played a uh, bear's best about three weeks ago with some buddies of mine and um so i had a i think it was the 15th hole i had a great oh, drive well, yeah, it's an awesome course. I love that course. Awesome. Hit a great drive. Yeah. Had a yeah. great drive down the middle of the fairway. And then uh, I have a seven iron into the green, um, and I push it. And I end up on a hill, and the ball, I don't know how it hung up on this hill, but it hung up on the hill. It should have just rolled all the way down, but it didn't. And uh, I had to – so the, the pin was in the front of the green, and there was a trap in between me and the pin – and I was shooting, I was hitting off of a major downhill lie. And behind the pin, only another five yards, was another sand trap. So I had to land this ball in a really, really small, tight area. And it was a 35-yard shot. And <laughs> I just did a 9 o'clock swing with a 60-degree wedge. And the ball landed, barely got over the trap, just bounced, bounced again on the green and went right in the hole. And all everybody, and I, had, I was playing with three buddies, and they all watched it happen too. It was yeah. just one of those moments. I'm like, one of those moments. Okay, yeah, coming back next week. Yeah, yeah that was it. <laughs> so we were, we were. Uh, I was out playing with one of my uh, engineers, my son and I, and and, uh, and he's uh, he has you know we're at the men's tees, and he has this horrible shot, and it goes up to the ladies' tee. And we're like, well, if it doesn't go past the ladies' tee, you got to pull your pants down for the next shot, right? That's the deal, right? <laughs> you have to shoot with your with your pants down, like. It's, <laughs> you know, so he gets up there and he just passed. I'm like, just fucking tee it up right there. 
boom, hole in one. Oh no! Right? Nice. Yeah. So nice. I mean, it's just like that moment. Where you're like, I'm like, holy shit, Dylan! I think you. No way! I think you hit it. I think you got it. Walk up there, sure enough, there it is sitting. No there. kidding. Yeah, that's how that went. That's awesome. So I've, I've yeah. never hit one in my whole life. I've neither have I. Yeah, <laughs> someday, hopefully, you know, yeah. we have a golf tournament coming up here in the cannabis industry on the uh, uh, the twenty eighth. Yeah. And uh, they're giving away a car on one of the holes for a hole in one. Is that so, right? Yeah, that's right. A BMW. So yeah. we, hopefully, we I get my were, first one. We were wanting to get. Uh, they want a sponsor, but they can't play because it's all full up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not doing that. Yeah. yeah. Do the next one. Yeah. He's we'll gonna be that. doing a lot of them. We we used to do uh, last time I did uh, the one in Colorado, which is um, by the clinic. Mm-hmm. They do a really nice one, beautiful course. Out oh, there cool! They do. Um, but I was thinking about that, like we should we should do one, like Green Bros do one, and uh, I just don't think we have the gumption for. I don't have I don't have it I don't have it. I don't it's have a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Yeah, you know? I've been yeah. watching them set this up. Be better on just getting on board with them and sponsoring, give them a big sponsorship, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah, that's his main focus now. Yeah. That's what Lemon Haze, the company's Lemon Haze, he's literally going all over the country now setting these up. Yeah. And COVID actually did him a favor in that sense. You know, it's, it's a funny story. So this is a guy, he was in Seattle um, and decided to come down to Vegas. Uh, but his company, his, his business model was um, events in the cannabis industry for like bud tenders to meet cultivators yeah. and that kind of thing. You know, he's kind of a networking within the industry kind of thing. And so he and I did a podcast together uh, or a webinar and afterwards he just wrote to me on instagram he's like hey you know i just moved to vegas i'd love to pick your brain could you meet me for lunch and i was it's covid and i was like dude i'm not meeting anybody for lunch right now i said but you know if you want to honestly i just kind of you know just some dude i didn't really know i was like yeah if you want to play some golf I'll, i'll i'll meet you and he's like i love golf let's play so we go out and end up great guy and so we go out and he gets the idea of running a golf tournament for the cannabis industry, basically off of that whole conversation, whole and conversation. he and I going out and playing golf. I think oh, I, I don't know if I suggested it to him or not, but he, he thanks me all the time for I, starting I think this. And now he's blowing it up. I think I think you totally suggested it. I totally nice did. Job. I, yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's crazy. Pretty sure I did. But yeah, I, pretty sure you did too. Yeah. But yeah, but he's killing it now. He's he's flying out to like dude, dude. He's doing like one day trips out to Florida, Massachusetts, just to check out golf courses because really? he's running these tournaments all over the country now. Yeah, That's it's hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah, it's great. Good for him, man. Yeah, good. For him, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll definitely get involved in that because uh, why not? Yeah, oh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, why not? Why not? Yeah, have you ever played uh, out of a mesquite at uh, Wolf Creek? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, played that course once. Yeah, yeah, and had one of those great shots on the 18th there that I'd love to talk about. And my brother and I had a bet going on that course, and um, we were we were even coming in the last hole. Which is really funny because my brother's an outstanding golfer and I was not that great at the time. And uh, <laughs> we're coming in last hole and I had a decent drive and then he had a decent drive and then I have the first shot in and on, on the last green there's a cliff on the left side. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know that cliff. Okay, well. well, I hit it up on top of the cliff. All right. <laughs> I hit and the cliff, but didn't get so the top. I, I thought I was screwed because it's a blind yeah. shot. Yeah, so yeah. we walk up, my ball is a foot away from the hole. <laughs> uh, he, he was so pissed. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I love those kinds of shots. That's it. Wow. That's awesome. Better man. to be lucky than good. Yeah, I'll take it any day. Well, listen, man, it's been great having this opportunity to kind of catch up and, and, and talk about what you guys do over there and, and just, uh, you know, talk. Absolutely. Don't, don't get a yeah. chance to do that all the time. No, in, this in is a different kind of, of podcast. I dig <laughs> it. I like it. Yeah, you know what? We, we were talking about kind of how, how to even do this thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the Rogan experience. But um, you know, not to be 
Joe Rogan because nobody could be Joe Rogan. Right. But the conversational aspect of it was kind of like, wow, let's, let's go down that road. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I'm not an interviewer. And, uh, You're doing a good job. You know, but I, <laughs> but I like to talk. Uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, I love this business and I'm passionate about right. what I do. And I figure if I'm with people that are passionate, then we're going to have a good conversation. That's right. That's I'm right. sure. I'm sure I'm going to run into somebody I know we don't jive well, but that's True. how it works. <laughs> yeah, people come. You know, Howard Stern's a great example. He was never an interviewer, but I think he's probably the best interviewer out there right now. Yeah. You know, the guy, the guy, the guy that he when he brings on people now, man, listen, like he brings like somebody like Paul McCartney and stuff. He yeah. brings stuff out of them like you could never ever, you know, no. Yeah, one we never expect ever. to ever hear from exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's know. really interesting. So that yeah. that that's the road you're traveling, my friend. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> I can retire. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll listen. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for your time, man. It was we'll, my pleasure. Uh, we'll uh, get together and play some uh, some golf. Awesome. I, yeah, I would love to do that awesome. for sure. Bring this guy Jack out too. He deserves it. Sitting here listening to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he can swing the sticks too. So I've heard. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. See you. Bye. Thank you guys for joining. That concludes our podcast for this week. Don't forget to check us out on all the socials at Green Bros.